All right, Tracy, we are back for our third Halloween episode of the month. I know. It's so exciting. So I got some exciting news today. The books came in. So if you're coming to Bobby Mackey's, which we've only got like three tickets left at Bobby Mackey's. So if anybody wants them, you better snatch them up. But I will have books for available there, which I didn't think was going to happen. No this, good. I've been following on Amazon, and it's been saying that it's not even been shipped yet. And all of a sudden, they just show up today. <laughs> so That's a good surprise. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy with that. All right, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to Holly. Holly is a friend of ours from way back. She lives up in Louisville, but she used to live in West Virginia, and she's got a really cool story about this house that she used to live in. That's awesome. So this is, a, and I know she, it's funny, she's talking about that the house is actually for sale now. Oh, it is? But she said it needs a lot of work to it, but she would love to actually buy that house. But um, she would? Yeah, she did a little research on the background and stuff on it, so she thinks she knows why maybe some of the stuff was happening. So oh. let's take a few minutes and listen to Holly. All right. Hey, guys, I got an old friend on the phone. This is Holly. She lives up in Louisville, originally from West Virginia. And Holly is a fantastic artist and graphic design artist. And I'm uh, glad to call her a friend. Holly, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. So we haven't seen each other personally in about a year. Matter of fact, it was about a year ago. Uh, Crypticon, yeah. Yeah, up at Crypticon. And I know you do some uh, art for some books that have been published and, like I said, some other things. And I always tell the story. We used to work on a project together about, uh, about six, seven years ago. And I used to kind of try to do my own design art. And then you would criticize me because I wasn't very good at it. And you'd be, you'd be like, well, next time you need some of that done, uh, just, just have me do it. So I always thought that was funny. But uh, so we've had a relationship for about six, seven years now. And you had a couple of ghost stories that you wanted to tell. So I thought I'd have you on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to be on because I've been listening to the show for a long time. And, um, and I have a couple things to share. I'm with kind of a weird life and uh so you know i've got some interesting things to talk about <laughs> well you said the first one is a, is a shorter story but it was something that happened uh in texas so let's start with that one um yes yeah, so i whenever i was little um i lived in west texas from the time i was like four to about seven uh with my mom and my dad and you know we always lived in kind of trailers and trailer parks and stuff because that's what people in West Texas did in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten all of my phobias from West Texas, spiders, snakes, any matter of creature or beast that you can come in contact with in the desert. I've had some instance with them. Yeah, West Texas is very similar <laughs> to our version of Australia. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's things that would grab your foot just walking by. Uh, so... um. You know, we, we'd always have, like, things, like, sometimes you get, like, a snake under your sink or things like that, so it's not uncommon for creatures to pop up in the middle of the night and you have to chase them out. So, this specific creature, I have no idea what the hell it was. Um, my mom and my brother and I had stayed up and we, we were watching movies one night. I was about six years old, and we fell asleep on the couch, all three of us. And um, I woke up, something woke me up, I can't really remember, maybe I heard a noise or something, but you know, it's dark, and I'm a little kid, and I hear something rustling around behind our television. And so, 
my dad had one of those big yellow plastic square flashlights, you know, like a worker flashlight. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It had just been sitting there like on a little table. And so I picked it up and I was walking around with it, just looking around with the flashlight. And I happened to pan it right behind our television. And there was something there standing. It was probably about maybe two feet tall, maybe, maybe less, about 18 inches. And its eyes were huge. And so whenever I panned the light over it, its pupils shrunk down. Like, they were huge. And then they shrunk down really fast, like teeny tiny. And, you know, a little kid, and I see this, and its mouth was open and it had teeth. And so my first reaction was run back to the couch. So I run back to the couch. I have no idea what this thing was. I know it was a biped because when it ran away, you only heard the two feet. Hmm. And then I, I sat there on the couch for the rest of the night. I couldn't go back to sleep. And, you know, I didn't wake up my mom because my mom was never very friendly when you woke her up. So <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there being scared. And I, I honestly, I could not tell you what it was. <clears throat> what could you compare I, it to? I'm if you were looking back now, what could you possibly compare it to? Well, you know, I always, it was later I started thinking about it and I, you know, started doing some research and, you know, there's Chupacabra and stuff. And, you know, that's pretty close to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the pictures I see or what they say it is, and it actually more resembled more of the folklore Chupacabra than what people are saying they're finding, you know, the dog. Yeah, the um, ones that look like but, they got mange or something. Yeah, it, it wasn't anything like that. I can tell you, because its eyes were huge. So, um, I, you know, I didn't even know what that meant when the eyes opened and closed. And so, whenever I uh, was older and an adult, and I I realized, I was like, oh, I shone the light in its eyes. That's why the pupils got small, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't know that kind of stuff when you're a little kid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, then I looked, you know, honestly, they... If I were to compare it to anything that I know of, it would almost look more like a, one of the Hopkinsville goblins. Oh, okay. I picture when you were telling me, I kind of pictured like a lemur, just because of the a lot of times they'll stand up uh, on their hind legs like that, and they've got the big eyes and all that. But I don't know that there would necessarily be a lemur running around out in the wild, but that's what I pictured in my head anyway. Yeah, I don't, this didn't have any hair that I knew of. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to know the, that your mom wouldn't wonder waking up, wake, wouldn't you to wake her up knowing that there's some wild animal just in the house on the loose. Oh, you know what, though? My mom was more terrifying than anything I could ever see. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wake her up. So what's your other, I know you got a, lo- a little bit longer story. What's that one? Oh, well, um, okay, so whenever we moved around a lot, so, you know, we'd always end up back in Thomas, West Virginia, which is where I consider my hometown. Um, So, yeah, I lived there for a long time. And Thomas, West Virginia, and if you've never been there, it's, it's, it's a little mountain town. It was a coal mining town. So everything up there is old and falling down. Like, it really is Fallout 76. Um, and so we lived in a house uh, 
from like 92 to 93 there. And I mean, we've lived in a couple houses up in that town. My dad still lives there actually. But this specific house was built in the 1900s and it was, I found out later, just recently actually, that it was the coroner's house. And the coroner was a well-to-do man and so it was actually one of the first houses that had gas lines for lighting and things like that in it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it was a really fancy house for its time. And when we lived there, it was busted. <laughs> it was old. <laughs> um, so I find out that, you know, this is the one of the first fancy houses built in town. It was built in exactly 1900. And um, during the big coal boom, you know, there was a hustle and bustle town. Um, about 2,000 people lived there. Now there's about 800 people that live there, so... I'll tell you how much that's run down. Right. So, I was about 12 or 13 years old. Um, I, my bedroom had this really big closet, like a walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. And I had little boxes and things in my closet where I kept, like, my underwear and my socks and things like that. One day I was up there digging through my socks, and I felt something push me down, and I fell backwards. Like, you know when something touches you. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like it pushed me on my shoulders. You know, I was crouched down anyway, so I fall backwards, and I cut my arm, and I'm bleeding all over the place, and I run downstairs, and I tell my mom, and she's like, calls me, you're just a klutz. You're just, you can't stand up for nothing. And I'm like, Mom, somebody pushed me. She didn't believe me at all. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, so... My also my brother, my little brother was a little kid. He was just a little baby, and he hadn't even started walking yet. He used to run around in one of those little walkers, and he would always sit in this one corner in, I guess it was called like the drawing room, and he would just sit in this corner all day and talk and babble, and just play by himself. We're always like, maybe he's just rolling that way, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the floors were kind of sloped. <laughs> And he just gets stuck there. But he seemed to really enjoy himself in that corner. Really, really strange. And uh, so it's just kind of weird. Well, one night we were sitting watching TV, and we had a German Shepherd dog. And her name was Casey, and she was a real good dog. And she was just laying there near that corner. And she started growling, and we didn't know, you know, what, what the hell she's growling at. And we look over, and, like, out of nowhere, she flips over onto her back. She's biting and clawing to the air, and she is being lifted off the floor Ooh. at the same time. And, I mean, she went up and down at least three good times off the floor. I mean, I'm talking inches the whole time, biting and growling and clawing at nothing so my mom grabs my brother and we all run outside <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know what to do and so like finally you know the dog chills out and the dog's outside and we're like what what do we do so we you know what can we do we go back inside and she's will not go anywhere near that corner 
And for days and days, we would like roll her tennis ball to the corner and she wouldn't even go get it. She's like, no, I'm not even going near that spot. Ugh. I can still see it in my head. It's so scary. Well, I found out later that that was the house that they stored all the bodies during the Spanish flu and they were stored down in the basement. Mm. So about a hundred people died and they couldn't bury them. And that's where they put the bodies down the basement. Well, the corner that I'm talking about below that was where there was like this little room. And I'm pretty sure that's probably where they kept everything. Well, that's, that's pretty cool that you were even able to find out that information. Cause I mean, I've, you know, I always wonder that you'll see like these TV shows. Now, today's age, you know, in the internet, it's a whole lot easier to find stuff out. But like, you'll see these shows back from, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, and they're like, oh, and we researched the home and we found this out. And I'm like, damn, that's got to be some incredible research to find out about a just a regular home because you got to go back looking through microfish and all that stuff back in those days just to find out. So that's it's pretty cool anytime you can find out information on, on a just a home. You know, businesses are a little easier, I think, sometimes, but a building itself in general is uh, kind of hard to research and find some of this stuff, you know, when you get, you know, pre-internet days. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a really small town, so more people have lived in that house since then. And it was actually a family friend that I just happened to mention to him, um, you know, about how I was thinking about writing a story about what happened and everything. And he was like, oh, that house? Oh, yeah, I live there. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, let me tell you something. And so he was actually the one that relayed to me that, you know, that's where the bodies were stored and... I mean, there's a couple other places in that town. Like, there's a place called the Sportsman's Club. Uh And it's like, you know, like a hunter bar. It's shut down now, but apparently it was the old brothel. And there's an apartment above it. And people say that that apartment is crazy haunted. Um, And, I mean, that's not far from where my house was either. So Now I want to go. It's a nice town right now. I mean, they... I went there in July, and they built all these little tiny homes for people to rent, mm-hmm. and I stayed in one of those, and it was literally like a door down from the old house, no. and I wanted to go in there so bad, because we kept walking down and looking in the windows, and I was just waiting for something to happen to see something, but you know how it is. They never come out when you want them to. <laughs> I absolutely love West Virginia, so... Anytime we get a chance to like go to Point Pleasant, and I've, I've been through Beckley, and uh, uh, you know, it's just every place I've ever been in West Virginia, especially Huntington. Love Huntington. It's just a, it's just a, it's a beautiful place, and the people are always so great. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't want to live there again, but I definitely go back and visit all the time. Yeah, well, you know, the the bad part about living there is it's it's not a negative so if anybody from west virginia i don't want to take it this way but like you said there's so much of the the state that's uh impoverished that you know it's it's hard to find jobs a lot of the coal mining industry you know has went under and Mm -hmm. it just it just destroyed a lot of towns i remember i was in the mortgage industry this is back in the early 2000s and in louisville the houses you know i would do a mortgage you know this was like refinances and people we'd go get these um the average house would probably be 100,000, 120,000 back then. And I had somebody send me 
a request from Beckley, West Virginia, and we were, it was like, okay, we're going to refinance their house. <clears throat> I asked how much their house was worth, and they told me $25,000. And I'm like, well, I mean, you couldn't even think of the worst part of town in Louisville to buy a house for $25,000 back then. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was like, well, maybe they're confused or something. And they said, well, we've got a, a recent appraisal we can send you. And I'm like, great. Anytime we had that, that was a plus. And they sent this over to me, and this was a fantastic-looking house. I mean, this is something that in my neighborhood would have been a dollars $125,000 house, and it was only $25,000 there just because it was a coal mining town that had, you know, just everybody lost their jobs, and so the property value went down. So, you know, it wasn't uh, an indication of the people or anything. It was just, you know, bad situations in, in, in the part of the state. So it was just amazing to me that you could buy a house there for 25000 That would be, you know, a great home. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Thomas specifically, though, I think a lot of people from, like, New York and, and other places have come in, and what they've done is they've bought up these old stores and these old properties and they're restoring them. They're getting grants and restoring them to how they originally looked and then turning them into their business. And so, like, a lot of the properties are actually getting bought up in that town. And that's why I would love, if I had enough money, I would love to buy this house that I used to live in. It's on the market and fix it up and turn it into a haunted bed and breakfast. It would be amazing. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it, I think they're asking like 70000 for it. It's, what, it's on the corner, so it's like a prime location. But I I think it would cost at least 300 just to get it all back to, yeah, to normal probably, working order. Probably so. And then, you know, there's always the, the chance of uh, there being a couple extra guests staying that, you know, you weren't planning on that hanging out in the basement. And they don't pay anything, so they don't no. help with the bills. <laughs> they don't, but, you know. They might help get people to stay there. Holly, tell everybody how they can keep up with uh, any of your art that you've got going on. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have a website. It's hollywallahan.com. That's Holly, W-H-O-L-A-H-A-N. But um, I also have a Facebook page, at Holly Who Art. And uh, that's where I usually put most of my events and any artwork I'm working on and things like that. Well, thanks for coming on. It was fun catching up with you. Yeah, thanks. I hope to see you again sometime. I've been uh, trying to jump on some of the um, convention circuits, so uh, I uh, know everything's been closed down this year and everything's been canceling and stuff, but hopefully next year it'll pick up and and start living a normal life again. That's the plan. All right, dear. I'll catch up with you soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Jerry. You're welcome. I will. So that was kind of a spooky story. Could you imagine living in a haunted house and then maybe going back years later after you're becoming an adult and then possibly buying the house? How cool oh that would gosh. be. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It kind of creeps me out a little bit, but it would be cool. Definitely. So I did. She sent me some pictures mm-hmm. and you could definitely tell it needs a lot of work. <laughs> it's it's kind of really dilapidated. Oh, in, inside. needs some so, tender yeah. loving care, huh? It needs something. So, but anyways, guys. That's Holly's story, and she is a fantastic graphic artist. So if you need any work done like that, like I said, she gave out all of her information there. Uh, check her out. But uh, she's done a lot of publications for books and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So Yeah, she's very talented. All right, guys. Have fun. Stay spooky. Bye.